Hey everybody, welcome into Mining Stock Daily. This is Trevor Hall. We have a little bit of a uh, market analysis and uh, corporate commentary with a new guest, somebody that has uh, we tried to get on the show before. Uh, he's a hard one to pin down from time to time, even in 2020 when he was traveling. And that is Liam Hardy from Spotlight Mining and also Origin Exploration. Uh, he's joining us from Liberia today, so uh, internet connection is a little spotty where he's at on site. Uh, but Liam, it's it's finally a pleasure to welcome you on to Mining Stock Daily. How you been? Very good, Trevor. Yeah, it's a very kind introduction. I wish we remembered more of our adventures together. Most of them ended with the occasional whiskey and uh yeah, you say there's many hats. They're getting a bit heavy at the moment. They're stacking up, but uh, it's all a lot of fun. Yeah, having having a great time out here in Liberia. Yeah, that's so. I I, I kind of there's a number of things I want to chat with you about, but first I got I got to ask you, Liberia. This piques my interest because I think you might be the <laughs> only one actually uh, doing solid exploration in Liberia that I know of firsthand. Yeah. So Liberia is uh, it's a pretty cool place. I was out here in 2013 with Hummingbird Exploration who were one of the first uh, sort of Western exploration groups to come out here. Uh, that was my first ever internship as a, as a baby geo. Uh, that was exploring the Dugby Shear Zone and the Tiempo license, which now has 4.2 million ounces in it. So they've done pretty well there. Uh, that's just been optioned off to Pasafino. So Pasafino are putting 10 million into regional development and drilling there. So it's kind of come at a, a very good time for us. Pasafino replaced Hummingbird's team. Uh, with their own team. So we've uh, been very lucky to pick up Hummingbird's highly trained Western uh, Western trained team and just continue the work exploring across Liberia. Uh, you are a very technically driven person, but you also kind of mix this mold of uh, having a sound geological mind, but also understanding the, the ways we communicate more, being more digital, uh, storytelling, uh, media focused. Uh, how does Origin, how do you come into to Origin and kind of mix this mold on both fronts? It's mostly the project management side for me. So the communication is important. Uh, it's actually very easy at the moment. We have one investor. So our IR department is, uh, is a WhatsApp message every morning and every evening. Uh, there's not much demand there. Uh, we're obviously setting up a website and we have social media channels. So if you want to see what's going on in Liberia, we do have some cool drone footage going up there. Um, but really, this is completely technically focused what we're doing now. It's a private company. We've picked up some uh, technically impressive ground and everything is just rocks, rocks, rocks. Yeah, I mean, just some basic uh, uh, exploration results from the past. Everybody can look on their originexploration.co.uk website, uh, 7.19 grams per ton uh, gold over 5.9 meters. Uh, there was also 58.5 grams per ton gold over uh, just over a half a meter. So there's obviously mineralization here on this project. Uh, what is your strategy? And what and, what, and what's the – in in in, in, in you know, being a private company, what are the challenges going to be to really get this thing moving? I suppose a private company, we probably have less challenges than a public company. Um, obviously, we're doing everything, you know, fully QAQC standard. Um, you know, we're using a certified laboratory. Uh, we've got professional geos in the team. Rowan Thorne has just uh, come out of working with Kinross in Finland. Uh, so he's been running drill programs for them. Um, Varney Anthony, our geologist locally, has uh, claims to have mapped about 90% of the country. And I've seen a lot of his work. Um, so we're actually very blessed to be able to use these skills 
uh, as a private company and not have to worry so much about constant news production. Uh, in terms of past grades you mentioned there, I'd love to take more credit for them, uh, but those are to the north of our uh, Moore's license. We've found some different aeromagnetic anomalies to the south, which we were more interested by, and also some massive artisanal mining, uh, which we'll release some pictures of this week. Um, but it just kind of led us to that spot. And then also down in the south, one of Hummingbird's old licenses, uh, which also borders Tieto Minerals. Um, they got some good soil grades. There's a big fault zone that's never been explored. And again, loads of artisanal mining along that sheer fault zone. So it just made sense to come out here. Um, and yeah, Liberia is great for an adventure too. <laughs> well, you're never short for an adventure. I mean, I think you've been <laughs> traveling more in the last few months than anybody else I've known in this industry. I mean, obviously, I saw you made uh, took a flight over to Mexico uh, and did also some conference work and some and some ground exploration work in Mexico. Uh, obviously, you are uh, based out of Europe, and so you've been all over Europe uh, the last uh, the last few months as well. But now you've landed in West Africa. Uh, do you do you feel like you'll be staying put there for a little while and and getting your uh, feet solidified there? Yeah, I mean it's hard to say. Um, obviously, I've got a, a wonderful girlfriend back in Europe who uh, would rather I said no. Um, I mean, we've really been blessed to be able to travel. Um, a lot of my friends and family have lost work um, through COVID, through businesses closing. Uh, the fact that I can still get on the roads and do my job is um, is a massive privilege. So um, I'm really happy to be in mining. Uh, mining has given me that privilege. Uh, Mexico was great. We spent uh, uh, three or four three or four weeks out there with Van Gold Mining, Riverside. Uh, went to the Discoveries Conference. Uh, went underground with Van Gold, which was very cool. Down uh, just as they were opening the, the number seven at it, so we got to see some history being made. And feet on the ground um, doesn't really suit me. <laughs> Never has. So probably probably sticking here for a while. Um, I'm very happy in Liberia. We're also looking at projects in Sierra Leone, Guinea. Um, we've got some stuff possibly in Burkina Faso through our investor. A little bit of stuff in Tanzania too. Um, it's go, go, go for, for the most part. Uh, fill us in what's the latest with Spotlight Mining. I mean, I think a, a number of people who recognize you or know you uh, really will bring it back to Spotlight Mining which has really been a, a really wonderful kind of uh, media house and also a consultancy uh, contracting a business for you and your crew. Uh, what is the latest with Spotlight and, uh, you know, where do you have, uh, where have you been working there in 2020? Yeah, so Spotlight it was, uh, was my first real big adventure. Um, we kind of founded that based on me complaining too much and some people telling me I should complain professionally. Um, <laughs> And some people listen to those complaints. And yeah, now we have, as you say, uh, media marketing consultancy. Um, we've just refurbished our website. Uh, we've got quite a lot of stuff going on. We've been working with Riverside, Van Gold, Soul Gold, uh, Mawson Resources out in Finland. Uh, put some videos out with Rupert Resources as well. Um, lots and lots of people coming on board. We launched Spotlight Latam. So that's a Latin American focused newsletter. Uh, the first of its kind for a while. Um, so it's, it's, it's exciting. Uh, that's almost semi-autonomous now. I am extricated mostly from Spotlight, so you don't have to worry about seeing my ugly mug on too much more of it. Uh, we have the lovely Esme and Dennis and Sam uh, and all of the team back in, in Europe running that project. So. Uh, so this obviously, uh, we're wrapping up 2020. It's been... Mm. This year has been one for the books, Liam, I must say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you look back on... Uh, 
the last 10 months, uh, or full year, if you will. And uh, give us your thoughts on uh, kind of, you you know, what, what were some things that the exploration industry did really well this year? Uh, what are some challenges that we overcame and did that successfully? And on the flip side of that, what are some things we continue to struggle with? Yeah, in terms of positive things, um, the best thing we did was stop exploring uh, as, you know, a lot of advanced projects and explorers who had gone out last year and spanked five, 10 million on drilling, 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 despite having loads of historic data that they could have used. Um, so what, what COVID forced us to do in 2020 was sit back and look at that data again, just so we had some something to do. Um, and in Mexico specifically, I can say lots of new deposits and discoveries were brought out of old data because uh, people were just bored twiddling their thumbs. And that's something we need to do in the future when we're, we're collecting huge geochemical data sets. Uh, every time we put a drill hole in, every time we run an Aramag survey, we've got a huge property's worth of data. And we tend to just focus on what the gold says. And if it's not good, immediately we, we run away and go somewhere else. But 2020 has kind of forced us to really look in, look deeper into the data. For some people to force out news releases, uh, but for others to do really exciting exploration. So uh, I've enjoyed that. Uh, 2020 is a year on the whole. doesn't feel like it's happened. Um, but it does suit my style of living, which is just kind of semi-organized chaos, uh, which is my natural <laughs> environment, really. So 2020 has been very positive for me. Uh, and like I said earlier, I'm just you know very chuffed that I've been able to keep working and uh, keep as many people in jobs as possible. What's something that this year has taught you as an industry as a whole that we need to continue to improve upon? Maybe we, uh, you know, we haven't been successful at. I think the biggest story of the year for me comes from Australia, from the Yucca Caves. Um, I don't know if you're, you're aware of that, but Rio Tinto earlier in the year uh, in the never-ending hunt for iron ore blasted one of the oldest uh, Aboriginal heritage sites of Australia, uh, causing you know international outcries. And um, they, they made a, a, a blunt apology. Um, it was pretty loose. Uh, they haven't really made any effort to, to, to deal with that. And what 2020 has taught me is that no matter how much work we do in ESG from the junior levels, uh, from our media side, uh, no matter how much we try and care for communities in the beginning of projects, it's eventually the big guys that have to follow through with it. And uh, yeah, at the moment, Rio are kind of letting us all down. So I think I've learned that we all need to make a lot more effort to put pressure on the entire chain of mining development, not just on ourselves as, as juniors. You think we need, to, we need to start it, you know, while we're doing some of that basic field work, even before the drill? Well, I think most juniors do a great deal of work with community engagement, um, with employing local people, with investing into infrastructure. Um, these projects obviously trade up, trade up and end up with larger companies. And that's where the problems begin. Um, so I think we just need to focus on keeping that level of, of care uh, for our environment and communities throughout the project, not just in the beginning, not just when it matters to gaining investments. Uh, you know, one of the, the great things to watch, uh, for me in 2020 was seeing how, how businesses within junior mining really evolved to meet the time, knowing that everybody was kind of locked down, forced to just be at their desk, at their home. We saw a plethora of virtual, uh, online, 
not only conferences but platforms and people trying new things. And obviously you and Spotlight uh, did mm-hmm. some wonderful things, wonderful online conferences that didn't necessarily fit the mold of some of the big standard conferences that were that we've been going to in person for a number of years. Uh, but it has a different spin to it, uh, and you're not done doing this. You've got the uh, Spotlight Mining Christmas Bonanza. We should probably plug in and send it out to our listeners. I will be participating. Um, that's Thursday, uh, Thursday morning here at North American time. Uh, but give us, a, give us an idea of what the Christmas Bonanza is and, and what you want people to participate to look forward to. Yeah, so I, a few people may have joined our Summer Slam event, which rounded off uh, our summer where we asked lots of companies to come in and give exploration updates, tell us about their new news. Uh, we don't really like people to just give their 10-minute corporate presentation and, and disappear because I, I think that just sends people to sleep. It's boring enough when you see that at a, an actual conference, uh, let alone sitting at a desk watching it on a screen as somebody uh, sips their coffee and clicks to a PowerPoint. So we just want people's new news, their new updates, uh, what's exciting about the project, uh, what has worked, what hasn't. So we've got, uh, I think, 12 companies um, coming along on Thursday. And if my internet holds up, I'll be there. Um, if not, that's going to be hosted by my friend Dennis Rowland uh, in the UK. So really looking forward to that and uh, looking forward to watching the replay when I get some internet and uh, hearing what you said as well, Trevor. What, uh, yeah, i got to figure out what I'm going to say first. I guess i got it. Yeah. A day and a half to figure that out. Uh, how, how can people register that for that, Liam? <laughs> how can people register for this, Liam? Yeah, so www.spotlightmining.com slash register. There's a form there. You have to sign your soul away and you know sign up to receive several hundred spam emails per day. Uh, but then you get free access to our Christmas Bonanza and, uh, and all future events. So come and join. All right. Uh, Liam, it's a pleasure to finally welcome you on to the podcast. I apologize it's been too long to get you on, but uh, it's a pleasure to welcome you and uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, my friend. Yeah, and to you as well, Trevor. I think this is the third time you've invited me and I've stood you up. So, so it's entirely <laughs> mine. But, uh, yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure I have some blame. I have some blame as well. <laughs> Thanks, Trevor. Have a great Christmas and uh, much love to the family too. Cheers.